Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. We are turning the page as we head on into week seven of the NFL's regular season. I am your host, Richard Graves. This is Graves on Gridiron, and the format is simple. Each week, I take a look at the slate of games on offer in the NFL, look at the lines set by the odds makers, and take three of those games, then explain why I think that line might be out, why it should be a little bit higher or maybe a little bit lower. Over five weeks, it's gone quite well. We've gone 11 of 15, including two and one in week six. This time around, we want to make it three of three. So here we go. Let's head on to the slate of games for week seven in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, we're going to start with what I consider to be the game of the week in week seven. It sees the Kansas City Chiefs head on into Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans coming off a big Monday night football win. The Chiefs bouncing back last week as well with a big win on the road in Washington. But of course, when these two teams meet, everybody automatically thinks back a couple of years ago to the postseason, the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium, where the Kansas City Chiefs won in thrilling fashion, coming back from a double-digit deficit to knock off the Titans en route to winning Super Bowl 54 that year, of course, in Miami. Well, as I say, for me, this is the game of the weekend between two teams who put points on the board for fun. The problem they've both got is they struggle to keep the opponents out on the opposite end of the field. And that in part explains the inconsistent starts both have endured. Last week's win in Washington saw Kansas City Chiefs bounce back to 500. Their record is 3-3. They're still bottom of the AFC West, but only a game off the table topping Las Vegas Raiders. Equally, the Tennessee Titans have been inconsistent, but their record has now improved to 4-2 and two on to- top of the AFC South. This should be a fascinating matchup. On one hand, you have the Kansas City Chiefs with that high-octane, explosive offense. On the other, different style from the Titans and that seemingly unstoppable run game led by a juggernaut from the backfield, Derrick Henry. And this is the key. This is why I think this spread, which has been set at 5.5 points, the Titans five and a half point underdogs going into this game. This is why I think it's a a little bit out. It will be a high scoring game. There will be points put on the board by both teams. And we're likely to see it be a back and forth blow and blow contest. However, the problem the Chiefs have got is, frankly, they cannot stop the run. Defensively, overall, they haven't been good this season, but they currently rank 27th in the NFL in stopping the run. Only five teams are worse than them. And now you're coming up against a a Titans side led by Derrick Henry out of the backfield, who leads the league in rushing with 783 yards. He leads the league in touchdowns. He's got 10 of them so far. And oh, by the way, he's now gunning for a fourth straight game with at least 125 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Another factor to consider, turnovers coming into this game. Looking after the ball is going to be crucial and it's a problem for the Chiefs this season. If I had told you going into week one that through six games, the Kansas City Chiefs would have given the ball away more than any other team in the National Football League, I would have been laughed out of this place. Well, here we are going into week seven. It's the Kansas City Chiefs who've given the ball away more than any other team in the National Football League so far this season. 14 times they've turned the ball over and it has cost them games. Most notably, I can think of that defeat against the LA Chargers when I think they gave the ball away on four occasions. They still had possession 
in the final minute of the game and a chance to drive down the field um, to take it into overtime. They couldn't do it. They turned the ball over again. Game over. They have to look after the ball because if they don't and they turn it over to the Tennessee Titans, you play into the Titans' hands, they can pound the rock, they can eat up time of possession, and they're going to wear you down as a, a defense that has struggled already. The last thing you want to see is Derrick Henry running downhill all day long at you because it, you just cannot stop this guy. He was the league's leading rusher last season. He's already on top of the pile through six weeks of this season. And what we're seeing at the moment is a player who seems to be getting stronger. And in that impressive performance against the Buffalo Bills in the win on Monday night, I don't think he had a particularly tough game either en route to scoring three touchdowns. And that was all the more impressive because going into that matchup, people were saying, how do you stop the Buffalo Bills? They're the informed team in the NFL right now. They've just gone up into Arrowhead and knocked off the, the Kansas City Chiefs. For, every, for a lot of people and observers, that was getting the monkey off their shoulder. But the Tennessee Titans found a way to get the job done. And when you consider that they've been up into Seattle as well, when Russell Wilson was healthy and playing and turned over a big deficit there against the 12th man and all that that entails to, to get the win... I like the way this Titans team is trending right now. And you look at the spread, Titans five and a half point underdogs, even if you are on the Chiefs and think they will win. I can't see them knocking off Tennessee by six points or more. So take the Tennessee Titans at plus 5.5. Game number two in week seven on my slate sees the Washington football team travel to Wisconsin to take on the Green Bay Packers. The line is set as the Green Bay Packers being eight-point favourites going into this game. And I've got to tell you, I sense trouble here for, for Washington. Anytime you see a line uh, where a team's favoured by more than one score in the National Football League, because parity in the NFL has been the, the prevailing um, key word over the last 10 years or so, you do worry a little bit. But I'm not so sure that's the case this time around. Leading up to the game, you've heard... Worrying things, worrying noises come out of the Washington football team. First of all, veteran kicker Dustin Hopkins was released earlier this week. That was a shock, even to local observers um, of the Washington football team. They didn't really see that coming. Then you hear head coach Ron Rivera publicly state that his highest paid defender, Landon Collins, is now going to be used as a downhill player. That essentially means that he's going to have him close to the line of scrimmage, Probably more in a role of a linebacker. Landon Collins, when asked about this previously, has laughed it off. I'm not a linebacker. He prefers playing safety. Well, that's not how Coach Ron Rivera sees him. He wants him around the line of scrimmage making plays. So that's going to be a change. How will that affect him? We're told that the conversation was handled very professionally. Well, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. I guess we'll see on the field uh, this week. The, the moves are a result of a string of poor defensive performances. Let's not get away from this. Remember, coming into the start of the season, I think many people, myself included, felt that Washington, for all their frailties on offense, defense wasn't a, a, an issue for them. Chase Young being their, their leader, if you like, on that defensive line, certainly the way he played through his rookie season, you felt good. Arguably, I would have said going into this season that Washington had one of the best defensive units in the entire National Football League. Well, boy, through six weeks, has that proved not to be the case. 
Washington are giving up an average of 31 points a game. That's dead last. It is the worst record in the NFL. And there doesn't seem to be any real explanation for it. The linebacking core perhaps isn't as strong as it was last season. That's proving to be an issue. And when you're giving up points like we saw them give up as well last week or beat to the Kansas City Chiefs, I know the weapons that the Chiefs bring with them, but you've got to bear in mind, Washington were up three points at the half in that game. And then the Chiefs were able to rattle off 21 straight. Now, they can do that against the, the very best, but when you pride yourself on being a, a de- defensively strong side, that's a real insult. That's a dent to your pride. And it's not the first time it's happened either. Like, like I say, they're averaging 31 points a game. And now you've got to head up to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Boy, the challenges don't get much stiffer than this. Aaron Rodgers is feeling good about life. So too are the Green Bay Packers. After the scolding they got from their national media following that week one hiding they suffered at the hands of the New Orleans Saints, the Packers have now reeled off five straight wins. And they've done it in an all fashions as well. They've done it by beating teams through the air. They've done it in scrappy games, winning in overtime against the Bengals. And then last week, to complete the circle, if you like, they have their best running game of the season. They racked up 154 yards on the ground. Now, align that with a Washington team which has yielded 30 points or more in each of their last four games. Forget the average of 31. They've conceded 30 or more points in each of their last four games. It becomes really easy to see why the Green Bay Packers go into this one uh, as heavy favourites for this game, especially when you look at the the head-to-head as well. The best performance Washington have had recently was when they went down 20-15 against Green Bay in 2019. But before that, they lost by 14 points in 2018. They lost um, once more by 18 points in 2016. <sighs> Look, it, whichever way you dress this one up, it would be a shock, quite frankly, if the Washington football team were able to stay within a score of the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are eight-point favourites. Take Green Bay. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. Graves on Gridiron. And to round off this week's programme, Game 3 on my slate sees the Carolina Panthers go to the New York Giants. The Carolina Panthers start the game as three-point favourites. On first viewing, I'll grant you, this may raise some eyebrows, but when you decide to just dig a little bit deeper under that surface... The reasoning for for this becomes a bit clearer. You know, I take it. The Carolina Panthers have dropped three straight. They started the season 3-0, and and people say, whoa, a change of scenery for Sam Darnold has done him good. He didn't turn the ball over in that three-game stretch. Christian McCaffrey was healthy and causing problems out of the backfield, both catching the ball as well as running it. Now, the problem Carolina have had, of course, over the last three weeks is Christian McCaffrey hasn't been there. He's been on the sidelines injured. He's had a setback. Uh, last week in practice. He's now gone, gone on to IR, so he's going to miss at least another three games. That is a problem for this Carolina Panthers offense. It's a problem for Sam Darnold because without doubt, uh, McCaffrey was the man that took a lot of pressure off his shoulders, gave him more time when he dropped back to throw the ball. So you're going to have uh, the rookie running back Hubbard uh, continuing in the backfield. He's a, he's a good player. He's not Christian McCaffrey. Few players are, but he can do the job running the ball. Now, it's also worth looking at the Panthers and say, well, fine, they've dropped three straight, but they've been competitive in every game. The scoreline 
a couple of weeks ago in Dallas suggests um, that perhaps the Dallas Cowboys ran all over them, but they still found a way to to get back to eight points in that ball game. Then you look at what happened a week later against the Philadelphia Eagles, a game they should have won, but Philly found a way to get back in that game and win it by three. And then last week, they came back uh, from behind against the Minnesota Vikings, ultimately losing in overtime. What this tells me, though, is this team is still fighting and pulling the right direction. And when you look at the opposition they faced this week, that in itself has got to be worth three points because they go up to New York to take on the Giants and boy, oh boy, oh boy, do the New York Giants have issues. They've lost their best offensive lineman. He's on IR for at least three weeks. Andrew Thomas, their starting left tackle, was put on IR this week. He joins fellow starting offensive lineman Nick Gates and Shane Lemur. They're both on IR. Running back Saquon Barkley picked up that ankle injury a couple of weeks ago in the defeat to Dallas. It swelled up like a, a balloon. Um, he didn't practice on Wednesday. It remains to be seen um, what condition he is to go this week. But even if he starts, he's not going to be 100% healthy. So you wonder how much he can do. And then you've got the wide receiving car, uh, core. Kenny Golladay came in as a much-touted free agent during the, the off-season, the best wide receiver on the market. He's been hobbled all, all year long. Again, he didn't practice early in the week with a knee injury. Kadarius Tony had that breakout game as a rookie against Dallas a few weeks back. He's got an ankle injury now as well, and he doesn't stop there for, for the New York Giants. On defense, Danny Shelton, their big defensive lineman, apparently he's got a, an issue with a pectoral injury. Blake Martinez hasn't played a snap this season. He was lost uh, before the season even began. He's the leader of that defense at linebacker. So everything you look at this and say, it's going to be a struggle for the Giants to to put 11 men out there on, on each side of the ball. And fine, the Carolina Panthers may not be your tip for the Super Bowl this year, but one thing they do have is a pass rush. By ESPN's stats, the Carolina Panthers have the best pass rush win rate in the NFL through six weeks. And when you've got that in, going for you in favour against a banged-up offensive line with a makeshift left tackle, makeshift right tackle, you've got a quarterback in Daniel Jones who's had a perennial problem in just looking after the ball, be it throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball away. I think minus three for the Carolina Panthers is a favourable line in this one. Give me the Panthers at minus three. So those are the three games selected from week seven in the NFL's regular season. Just to recap, the Tennessee Titans at home to the Kansas City Chiefs start the day as five and a half point underdogs. Take the Titans at plus 5.5. In game two, the Green Bay Packers are heavy favorites against the Washington football team. Take Green Bay at minus eight. And finally, in game three, the Carolina Panthers head up to New York to take on an injury-ravaged Giants side take the Panthers at minus three. All that's left for me to say is thanks for listening in once more. Remember, first and foremost, this is meant to be fun, so enjoy the games, folks, and you can find everything that's been discussed here either on the website, gravesongridiron.com, or via my Twitter feed on Richard Graves one Thanks for tuning in. Come and join us next week when we look at more games in the NFL. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number 1.